It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. What a blessing to spend time with Mary Letha Petway. When I interviewed Tangela Irby, she told me about her aunt that is such a great influence in her life, and she even used some of her aunt's quotes in the book she wrote, Pearl and Her G's Ben Quilt. If you haven't had a chance to listen to my interview with Tangela, you want to find it and hear her story. In this episode with Mary Letha, I enjoyed the great wisdom she has to share in such a humble way. So excited to talk to Mary Letha Petway today. Welcome to A Quilter's Life, Mary Letha. Thank you. Let's start with your background. Where were you born and raised? I was born here in G's Bend, Alabama. In a small, tiny house, I was told. <laughs> I just grew up. A few days there, I heard, and then we was, they was getting another house ready over on the other side of the road, they say. But I remember living there until I think I got nine years old. But at that time, you know, there was a lot going on. My father, he had a a little store. We didn't have a whole lot of anything, mm-hmm. but we had a lot of love. Yeah. Was that and a I general was, store? It wasn't. It was a personal store. It was a small store he got it made he got somebody to help make it himself wow he didn't have any legs or anything he was born without legs wow so he always taught me always to try you know mm-hmm. do your best at whatever you do so that was his way of showing me to keep going don't never stop yeah and whatever you're doing try to complete it that's hard so sometimes. It's very hard. He said it was going to be hard sometimes. And he was telling the truth, <laughs> you know, about that. But my, I remember my dad. He always, you know, Dad, I, how you do that? How you did that? You know. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you do it this way. And then he said, now, okay, you try. And I kept trying. I was a little girl. I said, well, how this look? Then he said, do it again. Then I said, well, how this look, Dad? He said, well, let me tell you one thing. I said, it don't look like you. He said, why you ask me that, baby? He said, because, I said, because it don't look like your, how yours was. He said, well, let me tell you. Is that your best? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you did your best, right? Okay, that's it. <laughs> he said, you can only do your best. Yeah. You can't do my best. So that's something that I, I've been holding a long time. Yeah. Do your best. He sounds you know, like a wonderful father. He was. I love my dad and my mom. But daddy, he, you know, he left early and, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was something about that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. That's how life do you sometimes, you know. Yeah. I learned over the years, just because this happened early, he just did what God had for him to do. 
Mm-hmm. Now I got to do what he got for me to do. Yeah. So you exactly. can't stay here no longer. <laughs> you can't stay here no longer, no matter what it is, no matter how good a person you is, you got to leave here. Hmm. You could be sweet as you want to. Because mm-hmm. that's the truth. Yeah. I've never known anybody to just to stay on here forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how I think on that. Yeah. I believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went away for a vacation one year, and then I came back here. It wasn't but a, a few months I went away, but from then on, it probably about nine months I left here on a vacation or whatever and came back. But I've always lived here in G's Bend. I really love it. Mm-hmm. It's different, of course, you know, when you have to go out for everything, but. I worked when I could when I got about 28, I think. I worked at stores in Selma. And then later I got another job up there. We had some times, you know. Didn't have no car. Had to, you know, just. (laughs) But we made it, you know. Yeah. Can you remember Mm -hmm. your first car? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember (laughs) i call it a baby car Uh (laughs) uh-huh it was small it was old but anyway i know it was navy blue (laughs) it was a five-speed i had to learn how to drive it and i had to drive to the old walmart in selma Uh uh-huh i was driving back one day (laughs) i had drove about a week i been had my license and stuff uh-huh. But I just didn't have, you know, my own car and stuff. So I could, you know, with my own car. And I would drive the thing up there, and I would be coming back. I felt good about it. It was my car, you know. Oh, yeah. And I was working, you know, had, you know, making the payments and stuff. So I was happy. I always wanted to go to work and have my own thing. You know, that's what I was brought up at understood that. I don't have no problem if I was able to do it. That's what I was doing with night shift. I was on all of those. Wow. It used to be strange. Sometimes you come in at night and a whole lot of people they used to hunt the deer. They was was already out, but they used to be loving to hunt the deers. And I said, wonder where they at today. They would be all lined up on the side of the road when they'd be coming back home at night. (laughs) This was everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that's how we had to try. They was running. It was two or three. You know, they was running. It's going everywhere. But we still had to go that route mm-hmm. all the time. When the deer was out, they just flying all over the place. But, you know, there's a lot of trees and stuff in those areas late at night like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'd be everywhere. But um, over the years, that's what we had to do. And we made it. You know, it was a lot of people got hurt. I was one, you know, I I never got hurt in that car. I just, we were back and forth going. I think I hit one deer one time. Oh, wow. Slowing down and the one had jumped over. That's what happened. I see, I could have drove the car home. That's what happened. I hated it because, <laughs> because that was my car, but, you know. 
sometimes things like that happen. You just have to, like I said, you have to grow up from all of that. Yeah. But it's a lot of stuff happening in life. You know, you just try to leave it and go on. Yeah. That's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. So I used to make quilts and stuff, you know, with my mom them. When I was a little girl, you know, you had to do something. Bring stuff or thread needles. You had to do something. Because it was all the time, you know, you were doing some kind of work. You had to be shown how to work and you had to enjoy doing it. And I enjoyed doing it. But anyway, as I got 28 years old, I had made little small quilts and stuff. But I didn't have much time to do that. Yeah. Because you had to be up on the road because it's like, you got to get up, you know, an hour ahead, you know, to get ready to go to work in town because that was like an hour away to get to your job. But then years later, then I got sick. Oh, no. I wasn't able to do much. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to work. My my heart and my mind wanted to work no matter what the problem was. I still wanted to work. That's what I was grown up, you know, to do. So I remember I was thinking back one day and I said, you know, maybe I should do what I used to do. You got to try something. And so I was thinking about over the years how we used to make those things. I had a lot of old stuff that had gotten too big for me. (laughs) You know, I had lost a lot of weight. I was sick. And one day I was just sitting here and I had an old sewing machine at first, but I didn't get it. I just let it stay there. Mm-hmm. I started with my hand like I used to see my aunt, grandparents, you know, my mom them used to do. Always sewing something, you know, and making sounds and stuff, but they were sewing. And that was our job, you know, to go and bring most stuff or thread needles, you know, and stuff. And I used to laugh at that part, but <laughs> I need somebody to thread my needles. <laughs> but overall, you know, I got to a point here alone because my daughter she had went off to college and my son he got married and they just left and my husband was going to work so I didn't have anything I had to do something I just kind of let myself go Mm -hmm. and I was just going on down I couldn't see anything you know like I wanted to so one day I just started cutting pieces and I said I remember my grandma and my mom them used to do this all the time you know in the summer spring they were always come together and you do quilts and make a block they was called make a block mm-hmm. and one day I start with my hand and I said I can do this but I was sitting in my bed and I start sewing and sewing I said hmm, kind of look all right so I didn't like to have my bed messed up so I rolled it and put it to the side and I just laid back down so one of my kids had called and asked me what I had been doing, and I lied. I said nothing because they know I wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. So I got the stuff back up, and I started sewing again. So one day, one of them came home, and uh, I asked them to go in the closet and find that for me because my hands, I needed to use that for the quilt with mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, doing the sewing. So... They said, how you came up with that color? I said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I will always pray and ask God to help me. It seemed kind of weird to a lot of people, but that's who it was. Yeah. And I went over, and one of my cousins, they 
heard that I was trying to do something because they know I was a working person. So they brought a box of stuff. And I just, one day I wasn't able to sew. I just cut stuff, just cut it up Yeah. on a basket. And I just started sewing and I just started sewing. And then one day I heard that my son was going to be driving a long way, you know, in the fall in cold weather. So I had made a side and I said, I know if I could put this quilt in the bed, if I could roll it up, it was just like a twin size. Mm-hmm. And I said, I believe that I can fix this. And when he got ready to leave, the old people put they used to do, they used to always make it the back and make a backing and make the front. So I got some of his old pants that he had left and I slid them in different pieces in the block that I had sold. Uh-huh. And it took me a long time now to do the first one, but I have been doing stuff over the years. When I was much younger, a lot of stuff had failed, but I had to pick it back up in my mind. Yeah. And I did it. So when he came home one day to see me again, I had it rolled up in my closet. And I told him I had something for him. And I said, I want you to keep warm on that truck now. And he said, Ma, I've been keeping warm. You know, he just said, I'm okay. I'm okay, Ma. Don't worry about me. And I got it out of the bag. Hey, Samar, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, take it, have that on the truck with you. Mm -hmm. And he took it with him. So the next time he came, I made him a pillow. (laughs) His own pillow. He said, I hope it's not (laughs) Gene. But I used what I had because I remember that's what they done. They used what they had. Yeah. And I like unique stuff myself mm-hmm. always have even when I was working and stuff and had more finance or whatever I always like unique stuff so I just started then I got grandkids and so I just started doing little stuff like that and kept doing it you know just making and then I kept making little things and I said well this is not gonna work because I need to quilt some of these things. (laughs) I just made different things. Just when, you know, you go in your heart and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. And most all of my stuff was becoming unique. Yeah. It was odd stuff. And I had patterns. My niece, she had sent me patterns and stuff to use. But I said, you know, I'm going to let Walmart do their thing. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it different, you know. So if you get it, if you choose it, it'll be something different. And I don't just get it and say, well, somebody did this or, or like that. And I remember one time growing up, one of my parents said that, and I said, it, but it don't look like my grandma's own. You know, I was just thinking about it. And it don't look like my mom's own, you know. And I said, because theirs like, they look better. And I remember what I'm told me one time. You don't do nobody else best. You do your best. And this was what in my head. If this is what you can do, that's what you do. And so I started feeling better about myself because I felt like I was doing anything. I wasn't doing anything that I needed to grow. I needed to do something. So that was the only thing I seen 
left in my hand because I can focus on that. Over the years, I can just go in there. If something come in my mind, just cut it up. Just that day, just that night up. And then when I get ready, I just sew it together. So that's something I think we have a lot of personal stuff. Sometimes you have to give before you can take. Mm-hmm. And so coming from my heart, if you can go and you can work something out, and want to open your hands and give. And I think that's what I was doing. Whenever it come in my spirit to do it, I would just go cut and cut. And then whenever it's time for me to sew, I just go sew and sew. And I put it together when it get done. I don't never know when it's going to be the last block or whatever. But when it get time, okay, this is it. Yeah. This is one of my backgrounds. I'm not ashamed to say it because this is where I come from. You know, it's nothing wrong with being yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you have to reach out because it's hard sometimes to hold on. And I think that was one of my way to hold on to life because I needed to see something I was doing. But one of my cousins, she told me one time, she said, you know, I can't do all this work. She came to see me. I had, you know, a few people that really have a desire for me, so I don't know why. <laughs> but she came and she said, this is overwhelming. You need to put this somewhere so somebody can see it one day. She came by to see me. I said, but it don't look right. You know, it don't. She said, I don't care what you say. I've been in a lot of places, a lot of museums, and this is what they have. This is what they want to see. This is what I see when I go. This is beautiful. And at that time, that's when I reached out to it and I said, well, I'm going to try it. I don't know how this is going to go. And the first piece I think that I put there, I forget the name of this block that I had, but I didn't know which one to do. She said, just your choice. If you want to do both, do both. But my basic one, I think, was two loaves of bread. And I thought that was weird. I made an apron. <laughs> I had an apron, <laughs> and I made it that way with a bundle of the old cotton that I think my folk, that was in my, the thought how my folk parents used to do. And that was just one of the things that we always had to have. If people was coming to the house working, you know, doing quilts, and, and they looked like they were having so much fun during that time. They would be sewing, you know, doing this, and, and somebody cutting and somebody sewing and they re-rolling and, you know, different stuff like that. That's how they did it. Yeah. It seemed like it was a joy to them. And when fall, winter come, we was prepared. When people came by, you know, the house, if we had them and you came to visit, that was part of, you know, like often coffee <laughs> a juice or something. They knew that you had that quilt or whatever. And they was more than happy to get it, too, to take it back to the north. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people, you know, leaving from down here, you know, going there. But I still live here. We don't have any stores right now here, but I love it. I love living here. Mm-hmm. Some people say, you know, it's odd, boring, but I see, you know, it's a joy because, you know, certain times people come back home to this place. It's peaceful to me. Yeah. It's where I need to be, you know, and it, it's just a joy, you know, to be here. But mostly, 
I have siblings and stuff, but we all have different goals. And this is just one of mine. Mm-hmm. It must have been hard at times when some of your siblings moved away. Well, it was basically everybody, you know, you made your choice where you wanted to go. I thought I wanted to go to the military when I was a teenager, but I felt like that was too far away from everybody at the time. Mm -hmm. And then as they got older, you know, everybody went their way, went to school, got a trade or something, you know, and then, you know, our mom passed too. And everybody, you know, got married and stuff and but everybody made their own choice. Yeah. And my kids, you know, they live in different, they still live in Alabama and they come home, but they know we're comfortable here. Yeah. We have cars now, but back in the day, we didn't have all the transportation and different stuff like that. So it was hard. You know, it's a lot of stuff back in the day. You get into your job and you got to drive everything you were mostly driving for. Right. But you had to get up a little early because a lot of people don't like getting up early. (laughs) (laughs) You know, waking up early or going to be, you know, late. But you got to do it in order to hold on to your jobs and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, you know, to maintain. Yeah, but that's a lot. One sister passed. Oh. Was she older sister? No, she was right under me. Oh, wow. Mm. But, you know, those things kind of happened. It hurt, you know, it still do. Yeah. And how close family people reach out and help, you know. But this is something that I enjoy doing. I just sometimes I stay up late at night. It come in me to sew, and I just want to sew, sew, sew. And sometimes I would just want to cut, 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 just do little things. And sometimes it don't. It's just in my spirit. And sometimes the help calms me. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that because my granddaughter, she said one time, she said, Granny, why when you stick yourself like that, you smile? (laughs) (laughs) I said, you have to go on, baby. I made a mistake. I didn't mean to do it. But the thing was sometimes, you know, you go on and on with your sewing and stuff and you get used to doing it. It's just like a habit now. You like doing it, but you want to make sure it's where you're coming from. Because there's a lot of things I forgot I sold. But if I look at it, I know it my soul. <laughs> it's not all that, but it's a lot of people, you know, still in the community. I think they enjoy someone, and, you know, more so. But I don't go out to sew like my grandparents and stuff used to sew. You know, they used to go from house to house, you know, home to home. Yeah. You know, and helping each other and stuff and that way. Even before the virus, so the virus cut a lot of people short uh, on that, I'm, I'm sure now. But even so, I wasn't that type because I wasn't well enough, the physical part of me, wasn't able to just go out. But I still tried because I think no matter what your situation is, if you still here, you should try something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you can make it. But if you never try, you will never make it. Yeah. And I like to complete things. That's one of my total things I like to do. I don't like to keep starting things and never get done with it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing that I try doing. Sometimes I make a few things, but I sit there, and at some point I got to try to <laughs> get it done. 
because that's the main thing. You know, there's no need to do it unless you're going to try to get done. Yeah. And no need to start unless you plan on finishing it. Right. So that's one of my goals. I still plan on just doing a little here and a little there. I don't know who might be interested in or what somebody could and they could not be. I don't know. But I still try. Yeah. You know, sometimes somebody may like it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they may not. <laughs> so, And I could understand either way. <laughs> I'm curious, when you're working on a quilt, whether you're cutting up pieces for it or sewing on it, do you tend to finish one quilt before you start another, or do you just have a lot of pieces that you may use in one quilt or another? Most of the times, I don't know how many pieces I'm going to put there in that quilt, but I try to do that quilt that I'm finishing. That's because that's where my head going at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish that one. If I'm doing a whole quilt, I'm going to do that quilt. Yeah. And when it says stop, then that's when I stop it. And then I go ahead on it and get it continued, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way to do it. But that's my way of doing it. Some people do it another way, and it could be a better way for them. But this worked for me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know different people do different things. Exactly. Uh huh. Because you have stuff just around. But the reason why that I cut stuff like that, I see something in my mind that I may want to do with that, and I put it in my bag. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what be I'm cutting off something or whatever, and I'm trying to connect. And once I put it in inside, and I'm gonna sew what I want to start sewing probably the next morning or whatever. But I set my time for it, and that's what I'm going to do. And I like to, to do that. Mm-hmm. No, it's better to do that because you will never get nowhere doing that. Well, I won't <laughs> never get nowhere. I have to place myself. <laughs> yeah, you can't get nowhere like that. Just keep sewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people, they don't like to quilt them too, but I think that's a basic thing when you quilt. And I quilt different, of course. I quilt crooked. Try to line things like how my foreparents used to do it. But I just, sometimes I do a different color thread. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like doing it, but I do. If they don't like it, well, they don't. You've got to come from your heart. And I like doing it that way. And I try to go the way your heart, that's my way of doing it. Yeah. And I enjoy doing it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, a lot of people just don't like to hand stitch when they're quilting. When I finish the quilt, I usually just hem it with the sewing machine. Uh But a lot of times now I started to, if I'm doing quilts, I'm just going to go head on and quilt it with my hand to, you know, stitch with my hand. To me, I remember this where I come back to where my four parents, how they was doing it. And the different that it looked, because I have some, you know, stuff that my foreparents have done. And I look at that sometimes, and it kind of puts you in that warm way, I think. Mm-hmm. It's quicker to do <laughs> with the sewing machine, of course. Sometimes you go back. And so that's why I do it. I try to do a lot, him and a lot with my hand, too. So that's all around the edges, right? That's right, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Certain things, mostly I'll do it with the sewing machine. After I finish quilting with my hand, 
I would just hand it with the sewing machine. But now, a lot of times, especially when I'm doing quilts now, I just try to go ahead on and hem it with my hand. It takes a lot long, of course, but you just do it because that's how it used to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go back sometimes. and I've gotten older now, so, <laughs> so I guess I'm where they was back then. One mm-hmm. question I like to ask is, can you think of a worst quilting experience? Wow. Well, <laughs> the worst quilting experience I had was not have all, all the right cotton. That was a horrible one. I didn't have enough cotton in it. Uh-huh. And then I had to unthread it because oh, I didn't want to go like that. When you quilting, that's a sad thing. <laughs> you, get to, you get to take that down. Oh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That was horrible, but I had to take it down and wait until I get my other cotton uh-huh. and lay it in there straight, and then that way it rolled right because you see it all the way through. I, uh-uh. Oh, no. I said, I can't go there, but it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I needed help that day. At least somebody just lay it down, but I had to get somebody to get me some cotton here. Yeah. Because it wasn't right. I was trying not to bother anybody. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do that. But I have some beautiful people, you know, in my life that reaches out to me on that level, helping. They bring what I need here. Yeah. But I just have to do it myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they sure make sure that I have what I need. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But they won't come in and help, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> this is it take a while. And it do, you have to be devoted to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Because if I wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have cared what it looked like if you weren't. I wouldn't have cared. It. I wouldn't yeah. have cared at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a horrible one. <laughs> I won't forget that one. No. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. do I understand it correctly that you usually make your quilts for family members? Well, I have. And that's where I started at. Yeah. I did that. I think the first quit I, I made alone was for my son before he was born. Okay. And I used to make quilts before, you know, trying to help out. You know, I didn't make whole quilts then. Yes, I used to make them, all of my grandkids' quilts and stuff like that. It wasn't no problem. But now, you know, I just got a few that they've been buying, you know, few things in museums and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have the opportunity to go to any of the museums to see your quilts hanging there? I have not. Well, I had been offered, but when the virus came, you know, I hadn't been well enough to go okay. to places yeah. like that. I just heard about it. Did you get to see any pictures? Yeah, I had a guy a little while ago. He sent me a picture of something that he had got framed that I had. I thought that was that was beautiful yeah. of him. Yeah. That was real nice of him to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it make you feel to see your quilt hanging out? I needed that that day. I think it really made my day because sometimes, you know, <laughs> you need a little elevation. You know, you, you thank on God, but then you know that he has someone else out there. And I think that it really, it really motivated me. 
Yeah. You know, because I have a lot of stuff that I have made. Like, these people won't like this, but I was always told to me, do your best. Yeah. And so, <laughs> see, I have that. <laughs> and I have to keep going with that. My best is not your best. Right. So yours is not mine. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we could bond together. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times that's what we have to look at things. But it did make me feel better, you know, that somebody was interested in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. Yeah. And I have to mention, you must be so proud of Tangela and her writing her book. Oh, my God. Awesome. She's this beautiful. I've always told her, I'm sure before her mom died, that her and her brother, they had to do books. They needed to. But she would just always smile. <laughs> and like, yeah, auntie, well, you know, whatever, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And so she did. She called one morning, and I, I didn't know for sure. But she called me earlier that morning. She, she said, Auntie, I've done it. Listen to this, you know. <laughs> cool. I'm like, wow. It's just overwhelming, yeah. you know. Yeah. She's a beautiful person. Uh-huh. She really is. She's you can a, tell that. Kind of, yeah, she's a beautiful person. And as you know, I just think her mother would have been proud of her. Yeah. For doing that. Um, we used to talk about it all the time. <laughs> That she was able to do it, but I said, you just finally found the time to do it. And I just pray that it just keep motivating her to go on. Mm-hmm. Because she can do it. She loves people. Yeah. She's always trying to reach out to people and stuff like that. She's a good person. Yeah, I really enjoyed visiting with her. Yeah, she's a good person. I look at how... She always want to help people. Helping is something else in this world. Mm-hmm. You can't find much of it. You know, people just want to help you just because. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do. And that's what she do. Yeah. If she can help any kind of way, she's going to do it. She's just a loving person. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed just to hear her saying that this is what she had done. And uh I want to have your, your blog on it. I said, baby, you you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I was overwhelmed, but um, she had, there's some beautiful people, you know. Yeah. And I think she's going to go higher. I'm praying that she go higher. Oh, yeah. She can do it. Yeah, she can do it. This is how we have to grow. We're not supposed to pull people down. We're supposed to push people up. Right. And I think that's where she's going to go now. This is her time. We always wonder why it just happened. But this is just her time. Everybody have a certain time to do things. And I think that this is great. This is her time because she want to do it. Mm-hmm. And when you want to do something and you're trying to do it, it's going to happen for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this, though. I, I really love it, you know. When I first seen it, I was overwhelmed, you know. <laughs> I'm not a picture person myself, but, you know, it's just the idea of how, you know, she's growing into this. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to go higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm really proud of her. Yeah, and she had shared with me that you had some great scenes, and you've said several of them. <laughs> so I so appreciate that because we all need to hear these encouraging words from Mary Letha. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we have to do. You can't just let people, no matter what your situation is, I told them at home, but I'm going to send something from home. I got to do it. You just can't just sit here. Yeah, I'm in my way, but you can go out of your way, too. (laughs) Somebody could come in and get it. You know, you got to do it. You just can't stop. And I think about how my father was. He didn't stop just because he didn't have what he thought he needed. But he still moved anyway. Yeah. And so that's where I am with that. I know she can do it. Yeah. And when she tell me, I said, no, you can do it. I'm going to wait right, right here until you get it done, <laughs> no matter how long it takes. And that's what we have to do. We have to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Just because you're down, you don't pull them down, too. You push them up. Yeah. So that's what I always tell my kids. And he said, well, Ma, I know you said that. Well, yes, I'm saying it again. <laughs> Keep going. That's what we got to do. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And no matter where I'm sitting, I see this is what I'm supposed to do. Try to motivate you to go on, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you working on a quilt right now? The horrible one. <laughs> Jeans. <laughs> I'm working on a jean, and I don't know why I did that. But I almost got it quilted. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Almost got it done. I sliced up one day, and I didn't know which way I was going, but I kept doing it. I said, wow, Lord, I got it done. (laughs) And I sewn it up, and I turned it over. I said, now let me see what am I going to put here, the backing. And turn it over, and I had enough cotton. I was going to put the white. I ended up and put the khaki color over the backing. Hmm. So I saw it, and I was sitting in there in the room, and I said, I'm just going to sew half of this. I lied that day. (laughs) (laughs) I sold a couple of blocks, and I turned it over, and I looked, I said, I think I'm going to be all right. Just laid it down. So I've been sewing it last week. I was a little under the weather last week, but I got most of it done. Wow. Mm. Jean is about the worst book that I can sew to me. It's so thick. Yeah. I hadn't been doing the stitches too small, Mm -hmm. you know, because like you said, it's too thick. Yeah. But I still try to do it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I always try to do it, you know. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They make nice heavy quilts, though. Yeah, I think so. But a lot of people, you know, they make them very, very thin, very, very thin. And unless you could hang them up or somehow you put them across the side of your bed, ending or something like that, that's what both parents used to do, you know, like something with corduroy or jeans, you know, just any, you know, material that will hold, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of that kind of stuff. And that material was different than it is today, you know. Yeah. Back then, it was stronger to me. 
And a lot of it is not as thin as it used to be. Hmm. But uh, the gene is still got it. <laughs> it still got the background for you. <laughs> I still like doing it every once in a while. I have a few, you know, that I've uh, done lately. And then I've done a, a few small ones, you know, just throws or something like that. Yeah. But I just come and do it myself. Nobody order, nobody tell me. <laughs> yeah, I have a few people want to order. But nobody just say, you know, I just want that. You know, I want one of those or all the time. But I just do what in my spirit I come up with and I just do that. And I just go for it and I end up doing it, getting done with it. Yeah. I think it's so neat when they can be unique. Yeah, that's my problem right there, my son. <laughs> they call it a problem. <laughs> because this don't look like nobody's, you know. My daughter, she came here the other day and she said, Mom, you know, I don't know which one of these I want to get. I said, well, you pick one and go on with it. She called me when she got home. And I said, you didn't get your quilt, baby. I, I didn't know which one to get. <laughs> Oh, no. So I just left them there. <laughs> but she always tell me they're unique, too. She come in and tell my mom, you do a lot of work and don't know it. I said, yeah, I just be in here. I don't have to fight with anybody but the timber. Hmm. Yeah, because sometimes I've been dropped it, and it falls in a different spot. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's certain ones I like to use for different things. Yeah, but I like doing unique stuff. I have a deep problem with it, you know. I told my husband one of these days I was going to try and make, because I can do it, I just hadn't did it, make some little quilts for the grandchildren, you know, we have bed here for them. Oh, yeah. I would have to do a pattern thing for them, I know, hmm. for them here. But I, I don't know, I hadn't done it yet. Yeah. But it's just my daily thing. I try to do something every day when I can, unless I'm just too bad off, not feeling well, then I won't be able to do it. But I try to maintain and try to say, well, this is what I'm going to do today or tomorrow, but you never know. But at least I try to do something toward yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing. Can you describe what you see in your your yard how does Alabama look? Hmm. Hmm. My yard. I'm looking at my yard. Mm-hmm. It's hope. <laughs> you know, sometimes um, it's different. You know, it's got a lot of different ways. But you have to make it what you want it to be on the inside. Because it's a lot of ways that are just very different and have always been. Yeah. And I hadn't seen any changes. The only changes I've seen, you got to change within yourself. Hmm. You got to know what you want to do and just do that. Because um, that's just how it is. It's a lot of the ancestors, you know, they're going on, you know. Yeah. A lot of things they taught, you know, and we just had to grow and elevate from that. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, it's just still left behind. 
Mm-hmm. But that's just how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have some family people, you know, that are very connected. And some, you know, they connected afar, you know, and people used to come home and stuff. How they used to do in the day. We didn't have May Day. Used to have something like May Day in the community. The first Saturday in May. We didn't have that this going in the second year, I think, because of the virus. Oh, yeah. But it used to be all people, you know, coming home and just doing some everything here. It used to be some field days. (laughs) How exciting to have people coming back. And over the years, people come from everywhere, all kinds of places. Wow. They were parked everywhere. (laughs) And uh, they just love to come home. They just love this community. But it always been a warm place as I was growing up, you know. Yeah. And you still have some of those people still here. The old, they're gone on. So it's different, but people, they still come back. But they hadn't came. This virus had changed a lot. Yeah. This year they didn't come back either. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, is there something else you would like to share with me? Basically, I just look at now how the world needs love. Yeah. And help Mm -hmm. so much. And me, myself, and my heart, that's all I want to do. I wish there was some way that I can help with the way that I am or a way that I can show love to somebody if it's just one person. Because... It's desired. It's needed all around. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder how, and sitting here all day, you know, sometimes you just don't know how. That's one thing that I do sit here and I think about while I'm doing this help and love. You know, it's just so needed. Yeah. Needed all around. Yeah. But, yeah, I have people... But say, you know, do you think this or do you think that? And I said, well, the only thing I can tell you to do, do right. Mm-hmm. If we just do some of the things that are right, then we're going on the right road. If I go on the left road when I'm going, I'm supposed to be on the right. And you know you're on the left, you're going to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I think you should do right. Go on the right way. That, that's my way, you know. I'm not going to tell nobody if you want to do this uh, and this wrong, I'm going to tell you to go do it. I just want to be able to help somebody. It's not everything people do right, but what I'm saying, you know, when people won't help, you know, and trying to, you know, be elevated, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, but it's good to try to, try to always help or motivate somebody else, never pull nobody down. That was one thing that I came from. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just go try to hurt people just because you can do it. That's not right. You're supposed to help. Yeah. If you can't help, just go on. Mm-hmm. So with whatever I have, I'm going to try to motivate because as my daughter said, 
you know, it's not everybody can do that. I might not can do like you can do, but you can do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And just go on. Yeah. Well, I've so enjoyed visiting with you. <laughs> Thanks so much for letting me do this. I really enjoyed you. It's, I felt right at home. I'm glad you did call. I think I might have a little elevation today. <laughs> oh, good. I might get back to sewing. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. All right, be blessed. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.